And at the end, if you want, would like to tell me what is leader's final measurement, final measurement is how quickly you can become redundant across your team. That moment, how quickly you can enable your DRs, your organization to think and do even better than what you would have done, that is your measure as a leader. That was Namneet Mishra, Senior Vice President and General Manager, Hexagon R&D Center here in India. He helped strengthen the organization's technology base, grow end customer interaction, and build the Hexagon brand. Navneet also led the R&D center in India to become Hexagon's largest R&D hub globally. LeaderCast is a podcast series by ISB Executive Education. This podcast features prominent business executives who are redefining functions and industries and what it means to lead in an era of accelerated change. Good morning, sir. Thanks a lot and welcome to ISB. We are really privileged to have you here today on this podcast. You know, in the last few days, I've been reading about Hexagon and the work that you do here. You know, we have been also reading about the R&D capability that has been built up by Hexagon here in India. And that's something that's really put us or intrigued us a lot in the recent times. So can you first tell us a little bit about how Hexagon's R&D center in India came up and what it does for the global organization. Sure. So first of all, thank you, Madhu, for having me here and giving your time and effort. Good to be in a nice campus of ISB and speak about Hexagon. So yeah, Hexagon, like um, an R&D center, we have, what do I say, uh, for all different BUs, the business units, we are part of the core development team. So BUs have teams across the globe. We are one of them and we just contribute to the R&D. And when I say R&D, I mean the whole nine yards. I mean the product ownership, product management ship. I mean the UX, UI. I mean the development. I mean the QA that happens after that. I mean the technical writing that has to happen. I mean the support that has to happen. So the whole gamut. And in addition to R&D, we have a couple of large services team as well who helps these products or solutions implemented across the globe as well. In the last, like I said, while I was reading up on Hexagon, I realized that you do a lot of solutions across industries. It's almost everything that I can think of, including autonomous vehicles, is what you work on. So while Hexagon has been on the digital forefront for a long time, what do you think is important for organizations in general to enable digital transformation, product innovation, service innovation, and the experimental mindset in order to, for them to grow in the current times. Okay. So let, let me split this question into two parts. One is uh, the digital. Mm-hmm. And then we will go to the experimentation. So digital is needed now because of the scale itself. It is no more a two-person's pop-and-mom store that you can run with no competition from others. Mm-hmm. So digital is a need where you have to record things digitally, access it digitally, analyze it digitally. You should be able to do anywhere, on any device, on any time, online or even offline. You should be able to propose, reject or approve things wherever you are. So this means that, and only that will be, this and agility will be your differentiator from the customer. And agility is where the experimentation then comes in. Experimentation, when we say Experiments mean very by the very definition that they will fail at times. Yeah. Yeah. And what you have to do is you have to fail quick, you have to fail early. 
that means your stakeholders your customers your own organization should have a way mechanism to know which one of these didn't work how quickly we can move on to the next one so both of these a combination of experimentation or agility as we call it and the digital they both are needed for you to sustain yourself to beat your competition and to be uh, relevant at all so that is how uh, we see it there yeah that's interesting actually thanks a lot for that on the same line i just wanted to understand the number of industries and the number of organizations that you serve given the fact that you are in the digital reality space or almost some of these are on the forefront of technology right has there been a situation where you had had to go in and do a little bit of digital transformation beyond the solutions that you are actually offering to them if that is the case if you can give us an example that will be interesting yeah i will be able to give an example i will not be able to name the customer sure. in this place but we will talk about say a large oil and gas uh, setup yeah and uh, as you know that you know there are those um, well established erp solutions in the market and which have themselves established as what they call system of truth they say we are the base we are the core and everybody else should connect and get a version or portion of the truth that they are looking for now when we enter that space and we say you know what i know your language we have solutions which will be very native to you they say yeah but you know we have everything already why are you knocking at our door what 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 will be differential and that is when you know you start going deeper almost develop an empathy as to what their problems are for example i'll take a silly example but it will be able to give you a picture we are sitting across a table we are talking on two mics yeah if if i refer to this in an erp system there will be a code for this mic mk001 for yours mk002 table 001 hyphen lrc so that is how it will be represented in your or in say typical erp system but in a digital reality system you will be able to have a digital picture of all isp you will be able to go and zoom into main building mm-hmm. then zoom into this library and then zoom into the space and these are still your assets right and if you want to know which one of them has to be maintained you will be able to see the whole property of those so the whole consumption is changing now right right and that becomes your differentiating factor while you are at it then you realize well 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 other than all this not only customer is now excited by this he says yeah wonderful but you know what the whole isb should be loaded in my whatever system you give in 30 seconds flat because now again look at generation the younger generation doesn't have patience and they are becoming the consumer so now you have to solve a problem of not only giving the whole digital mapping of something which is still having all the features of erp when when is to be maintained what are the problems with it what are the asset code what is the inventory but also that this whole digital thing should be able to load in a system in say half a minute and that was a big challenge then for us and then we had to rework on our setup on our programming on our again i will not be able to disclose more than this but a lot of things at the back end were to be changed to enable that so while we started with the story but then we listened to them that it's not only about doing it but how performant this is and then suddenly you innovate much more than you had what you have done before oh great oh great so th- th- and that's that's good to know because it's not just you're providing the uh, the solutions but the services backing up the solutions are also something which is under the ambit great you know you've talked about hexagon r&d center here in india 
being the backbone and serving all the business units. Can you give us a little bit of a history as to how the India R&D Center became a center for innovation, became a center for R&D or become a center for market expansion from, you know, typically what you would see as a center for optimization, whether we call it cost or resource optimization. Yes, yes. If you can give us a little bit on the history, that'll be really appreciated. The way I would like to answer this is so that you would see a template. It's, yeah, while it is a hexagon journey or our journey, but it will be applicable for, say, many, many organizations. Uh, so first thing is, uh, yeah, I mean, we are proud to be the first IT MNC of the city. 1987, named Intergraph at that time. So very well known. And Intergraph in its very early days itself became a tractor of talent. Yeah, Probably because of its location near to the old airport or because of the first glass facade of the city. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes. So um, yeah, it became a, a picture spot. Even when we have vacated the building, I think people still call it Intergraph building. So we, we became an attractor of talent early. So yeah, from the optimization we moved, but still I, I certainly say that before we became a globally innovation hub or a global delivery center, the, yes, there was a journey. Okay. And uh, I, I'll tell you that these are around uh, seven or eight stages that organization goes through. The first one is related to being technology capable. Because without that, anyway, things will not move. Right. So, but on the other hand, this is easy to acquire, this is easy to develop. And that is the first stage. You become technically capable. Then you start moving to the next stage when you get the big picture. The small piece of code, the small routine, the small program, the small module, the small UI that you created, wrote, where it is being used, what is the full function, where exactly does it fit in, what is the persona of the user. So you understand that big picture. A lot of listening is required. You should, you should develop those skills. After that, once you have listened, then you will have to start communicating it back. So in written or oral communication, you have to become better. This is already the third stage from your tech capability to getting the big picture now to saying that, okay, now I communicate back so that right. people are able to understand. Once you have done all of these, that is when you start setting up a cycle of trust. And we have to understand what is this trust thing is a bit more. Trust is not only delivering good. Trust is promising and then delivering. So trust also means that you know what you can do and you are confident enough to communicate this. Good. Just by delivering good, nobody will start trusting you. You have to promise and then deliver. So this becomes very, very important when you are de dealing with the global stakeholders that you start saying that this is what I feel can be, will be done in so such and such time frame with such and such metrics, and this is what you will get. So after you have established the cycle of trust, then again, it's time to go into deeper tech, at least for engineering R&D firms. So earlier, if you were doing X level of technology, X level of solutions, now you go one bit deeper. That means now you develop core architectural capabilities. You develop security-related credentials. You develop performance-related things. So not only now your, your program runs, but it is secure, it is performant, it is scalable. It, has, it meets all the other criteria, and you are able to design it from end to end. So that is what your deep tech capabilities will imply. Once the deep tech thing is done, that is when you start understanding quality. And here I would like to take a few more minutes. Quality, unfortunately, is sometimes understood by test cases and passing through them and getting Absolutely. the ticks done. Unfortunately, it's not. Quality is, in a sense, what, how a customer perceives it. 
when you buy an iPhone, I don't know, 14, 15, whatever it is, and you hold the box, forget about the inner mobile itself, and when you open it, while you are opening it, you know you are touching something of quality. So quality is a lot in, you know, how the overall thing is going to be perceived at the end by your end user. Yes, you have to do still all those testing steps that has to be done, but it's a lot in what, how does it feel when somebody interacts with it. Quality has also one very painful point. Quality does not differentiate between a big mistake and a small mistake. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is just a mistake. Yeah. It is like, you know, you have developed your deep tech and let, deep tech has let you create beautiful signing white cert. Yeah. Now the diameter of coffee stain doesn't matter. If a coffee stain is there, it will be very, very, very visible where it is 3 mm or a 1 inch circle. Yeah. So that developing that sense that everything has to be looked at. Every itsy bitsy smaller bit has to be fixed, has to be working like a, a free wheel is what has to be ensured. So that sense of quality, if you want to now break through to the next level. And after you have achieved that quality, that is when you move on to the next stage of not only telling your stakeholders how something is being done, but what is to be done and why that needs to be done. That's a transition. And then you move towards decision making. And that is when one cycle is complete now. At the stage of decision making, you have to sow confidence. Confidence doesn't mean being impolite or anything like that. Right. Yeah, It can still be firm, it can still be polite. But people should be able to understand that you are making decisions. You have gone through the journey of quality. You have gone through the journey of deep tech. You are able to say what, some, what is to be done now and why it is important that that is what gets done. And then people listen and let you actually decide for things. And that is when you start becoming uh, actual global center of delivery and global innovation hub. Great. I asked for little. I got a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, and not not in that way. But I I was uh, when you were talking, I was I was thinking about two things. Right, you said about commitment, commitment leading to trust, but commitment leading to trust through the quality of the product or service that is being offered is definitely a lot. Is a much better way to ensure that you create the trust and retain and sustain the trust. So that. That background of the whole cycle that you wove about how the R&D center here in India has been able to move from beyond just that of optimization to aspect of building the trust and confidence in both your internal and external customers is really, really amazing. Thank you so much for that. 